Hello there, and welcome back to the Get a Little Weird podcast. It's been two weeks, and now we are ready to start season two. I originally was not going to call this, uh, you know, I wasn't going to say with a bang, because I really felt kind of bad about my uh, performance in it. Uh, I recorded this uh, yesterday with Trevor Snyder. He's the, the only the second guest to return uh, to the podcast, so that's really neat. Uh, we had a really good conversation, and I only could say that after I re-listened to it today, 19 hours after I had uh, recorded it. Uh, with him, I just, I did not, I did not, um, I just really didn't enjoy, uh, what I brought to the table yesterday, but I was, I believe I was wrong, uh, after having listened, uh, back to it, uh, Trevor's an awesome guy, he's got a lot of, uh, knowledge about things, and, uh, truthfully, he's got a story just about, uh, for anything, so, uh, it was an enjoyable conversation, uh, I was just down on myself, so, uh, give it a shot, it's a season two opener, uh, I will say that the first cuss word on the podcast was in the, um, in the talk yesterday, but it is quite excusable, um, and it is what I would call a minor curse anyways. So, uh, you know, don't, don't give me or Trevor any slack for, or any, uh, flack for it. I mean, give us slack, not flack. So, uh, yeah, um, season two has kind of been in the works for a while. I took a little break and... I, as you can tell, I'm stumbling over my words. I'm super rusty. I think that's uh, what had a lot to do with my performance yesterday. But it's about an hour talk. Um, totally worth the whole uh, listening through the whole thing. Um, I realized kind of that my uh, in my imperfections could be what makes the show unique. Um, Kind of, maybe my inability to have a stance on certain things. Okay, this beeping is uh, my Mexican-style Jack's Pizza coming out of the oven. So I'm going to shut up, let you guys hear the talk from yesterday. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, Here it is, guys. My talk with... Sir Trevor Snyder. Hey, Nate. How are you doing? Hey, Trevor. Uh, not bad. Well, what about you? I'm doing well. Uh, you don't have to pretend that we didn't just talk for 15 minutes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's good. That's, you're playing along. Um, so, yeah, welcome back to your second appearance on the show. Uh, um, yeah. I just wanted to, I had a bunch of random crap I wanted to talk to you about, so uh, if you don't have anything to start with, uh, we'll just get right into it. Sure, go ahead, shoot. Okay, so everything is incredibly political, Um, and I guess I'll get that to the, I guess I'll get to that second, because I think I actually heard a rumor that you had COVID-19. So... I had a strain of COVID-19 earlier, I want to say around March. Um, It was actually, it was kind of before uh, this whole entire thing started spreading um, like wildfire. It was back when, you know, only a handful of people around Ohio had it. And um, I was feeling super sick for probably about, six weeks, seven weeks. And, uh, I, uh, my nose was stuffed up. My, uh, chest hurt. I was coughing a lot and things had a headache and almost like a sinus infection. And, um, finally I was like, Hey, um, 
you know, I probably have it, but one of my coworkers um, that sat like literally diagonal from me um, you know, in the office, they tested positive. So then I was like, well, I need to go get tested as well. So did that, came back, and they said it's not COVID-19, but they said you do have a, you know, a strand of coronavirus that's similar to what we've seen in previous years, kind of like a more of a common type flu thing. So um, that's what that was. It was just like a kind of a mutation, I guess, of it. Um, but it wasn't the COVID-19. So. Cool. And that's so that's kind of old news then if it was in March. Yeah, yeah, that was that was back in March. It was a while back. Um, my dad actually, though, did have COVID-19. Um, and his was maybe July, I think. Um, a super mild case. Um, he didn't even know he was sick. The only reason he got tested is because his work uh, required everyone to. And uh, he came back positive and a few other people uh, did as well. But, um, yeah, he didn't even get sick, didn't get a headache, didn't cough, couldn't tell that he was sick at all. And he's a 61 and diabetic. So he was in the two two groups that really had to watch out, but it was perfectly fine. And, and after he had it, he's kind of like, hey, I don't see the big deal about this, like, it wasn't bad at all. I didn't even know I was sick, but I mean, it, it affects people differently. So, yeah, that's, that's what it's looking like. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, obviously with your dad being in, in those, uh, those two, fa- having those two factors against him, I'm glad it was uh, easier on him than it could have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, that's what I told him. I'm like, you just need to be thankful that it wasn't like, super super bad because it it possibly could have been but i mean the good thing is he's he's relatively fit in every other aspect he doesn't smoke he doesn't drink he doesn't take you know medications he um and his diabetes wasn't bad enough to where he actually he doesn't take treatment for it it just he did diet and exercise and and got him under control so he was um you know, kind of borderline in that, but healthy in all other aspects. So I think that helped him as well. Yeah, that's like I said. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's really. That's really good. Um, I can't imagine. Tell Stephanie this all the time. I can't imagine losing someone or dying, uh, losing it someone to or dying of COVID nineteen. It's probably the dumbest way to die at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but no, um, so I heard that from Venowin, I think that you, that you had had it. Um, yeah, so. that's, I don't know. That's strange. Cause I haven't talked to him in like seven years. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He must've heard from someone else that had heard from you or something, but yeah, that's, uh, cause I just, I don't even know why. Oh, I, I got a hold of him to see if he'd come on the podcast is what it was. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we just ended up we ended up talking on Messenger, and uh, I forgot that he was going to Tulane, and he's like, he's like, well, I couldn't do it very soon, probably because I just started, and my workload is really, uh, uh, really heavy. I'm down here in Louisiana, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it because I had read it like a month before, but I just didn't retain that knowledge, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I can't imagine, like, he was, I, I feel like he was uh, like an oddity almost at Miami, to me, because I just hadn't met many Indian people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't imagine, like, I wonder what uh, New Orleans is like for him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know. Um, I mean, if it looks like anything, I mean, after these, uh, they were hit by storms and things, too. So it, it may remind them of parts of India. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we we watched, uh, speaking of India, we watched Amazing Race. We've been watching, we watched the first season of it um, like a week ago on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we started the second season, but I don't like it. But on the first season, they go to India, like two different places in India. 
And after watching that, I was like, I will, I would never go to India. <laughs> it's just too many people in one place, and all the beggars and stuff that were like, I can't go. I I remember the last time I went to a Reds game, and I was like, I mean, there's too many beggars around, <laughs> and <laughs> India is like. You, you take the percentage of beggars to, like, fans at the Reds game, and then you, you flip that uh, ratio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's – I don't know. That's just too – that would be – because it's just – I don't know. Like, it's not like, you know, I'm some stuck-up rich white guy that, you know, I just – I can't deal with it emotionally. And I saw it on the television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so – yeah, it's it's tough. I, I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, and and the bad part is like a lot of a lot of the uh, bigger cities of India, like it's it's all pretty much like that. Um, have you ever seen the movie Slumdog Millionaire? No, I haven't gotten a chance to see it. So there's um, you know, the whole entire movie is based off of. Uh, the premise that this kid is from the slums, um, the slang there, they call them slum dogs. And uh, he wins uh, who wants to be a millionaire and um, becomes a slum dog millionaire. And uh, there's a scene where this rich person, this rich businessman is driving through this, uh, through the slums. And uh, he's got, I believe it's a Mercedes and that he's driving and they filmed the scenes on location in India in the slums and Mercedes actually like filed a complaint and they said that they did not want their cars being seen in slums with all those poor people. And, and because of their complaint, they had to digitally take out the Mercedes logo on his car. And it's a it's a famous scene because he's like he's driving really slow and he's just looking and he's like look at all this trash basically like look at all these people they're poor and and you see the back of his trunk and where the logo the car logo would be there's nothing it's just blank white and huh. it's literally because Mercedes was like we do not want to be associated with the slums of India you need to remove our logo from your movie. And they ended up doing it before it went to theaters and everything. So, that is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, that's kind of like tainting my image of Mercedes a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, oh. Yeah, that's it's it's kind of like uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, their like CEO said that uh, he didn't want ugly or fat people um, wearing their clothes. And that's why they didn't go up to certain sizes. And uh, he got in a, hot, a lot of hot water over that. But if you've ever seen this man, he looks like he looks like a a Gary Busey Halloween ma- mask that was left in an oven to melt and then covered in Play-Doh and crap. <laughs> like he it looks like his plastic surgeon like molded his face with clay and then just took a hammer to it. It's he's the <laughs> ugliest man like ever. It's it's horrible. It, like literally Gary Busey looks like a supermodel compared to this. <laughs> and everyone kind of pointed that out. They were like you're so hypocritical because yeah, you're not fat, but you are ugly. <laughs> like you're so ugly to look at. Man, that's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's image is so weird. Um, I'm just glad I don't have an image to uphold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I could be whatever I want to be now. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. There are other things, Trevor. There are other things. Okay. Yeah. Political crap. You said last time you weren't that political. I want to know mm-hmm. why. So it's, um, you know, I, I still am kind of political, but uh, what I meant, what I meant by that was I'm not as vocal uh, anymore as I used to be, and a lot of that just comes down to like, um, 
like I, I mentioned before, it kind of took us a step away from social media, um, deleted all of those those apps, and I'm just not on them anymore just because it's so, um, you know, detrimental to your mental health and and just kind of getting – I was getting mad all the time uh, looking at all these political posts. Um, every time I got on Facebook or something and looked, it was just like, you know – this group of people's bad, this group of people's bad, this group of people's bad and just going on. And I'm like, dude, this is just so overwhelming. And so, uh, you know, so annoying that people are just spouting off all of this hate and things in the world. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to step away because to me, I've never been one to, um, you know, I'm open to, suggestions i'm open to debate and things but um on a lot of these core issues i'm pretty steadfast so you can scream at me all you want about how i'm horrible and how the world's horrible and things but come november you know fourth or um i'm I'm still going to vote for the same person it's not going to change so why should i get myself so upset and so angry from june until november you know, when it's not going to change nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it's not, it's not going to make me vote for the other party. It's not going to do anything like that just by telling me that I'm horrible or the groups I belong to are horrible or anything like that. Yeah, dude. Um, and I'm not political at all. Um, in the in the broad scope of things, I'm not even patriotic at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just like okay, we we came back from Meyer last night. We went to Meyer real late on the north side of Richmond, and we came back past this big camper dealership that's up there, and they've yep. got this they've got this American flag that's like gigantic. I can't even imagine, like I can't even begin to tell you like foot footage wise what how big it is. Uh-huh. But I we drove under it and I said I'm not patriotic, but that flag does something to me. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe only because it's gigantic. But like when I see it, what I would say is I'm I'm interested in supporting the America that America could be. I'm just not interested at all in supporting what America is at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as politically, I, I mean, like, I voted for Trump four years ago. I'm going to vote mm-hmm. for Trump in November. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes down to abortion. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard... A, you know, listen to a bunch of other podcasts and people talk about voting and talk about, you know, you can't just, you can't vote for Trump just because of abortion. If, you know, look at all the other stupid, dumb crap that you're, that you're voting in because of, because you're, you're hanging on to this one thing. And I'm like, that one thing's pretty important, I think. And if Trump is the only person that has a, a, you know, a, a, a position against that, then of mm-hmm. course that's the person I'm going to vote for. It's either vote for him or don't vote at all and yeah. for myself. I, I'm not on the, I'm never going to stand up and say, well, you're wrong if you don't, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just know what it is for me. Um, and I, you know, we don't have kids. We don't know if we'll ever have kids. And mm-hmm. so, to vote for someone who would who would say, "Oh, it's well, it's okay to you know to to end the life of uh, of a baby," when uh-huh. you know maybe that's something that we want and might not ever have and get the chance to have, you know, it's like uh, I you know I'd rather you know <laughs> I'd rather people not do that. Yeah, but yeah, definitely, and that's you know that's understandable. One one thing I want to say about this is 
uh, just for your listeners and things. Um, I always, when I try to explain to somebody that's, um, they, they say, well, life doesn't, you know, life begins on your first breath. Life begins once the baby's born. Um, I always say in legally, in any other situation, life begins before you're born. Any other situation. And this is kind of how I bring it up is because, again, they usually say, well, it's not a human. It's not this. So let's use a different scenario without humans. If you walk up and you see a bald eagle and it's sitting on a nest and the nest is full of eggs and you walk up to it, you kill the or you let the bald eagle fly away, but then you stomp on all of the eggs. You just crush them. The U.S. government is still going to charge you with a felony for killing an endangered bird. Yeah. And the reason they do that is because they recognize that that egg is life. And they don't say, well, no, we have to wait until they hatch. They would kill you for doing that. Like they, they would literally it would it would be you'd serve so much time in prison. And, uh, you know, for that, you'd get one count for each egg that they could find out that you you squashed. And I mean, in any other legal sense, it counts as a life. But, um, you know, a lot of the abortion people, they say, no, it doesn't until the baby's born. And even then, you know, you can have a baby, um, you know, pretty late in the game and they still don't consider it because it's inside. It's not, you know, outside uh, of the body for some reason. But I don't know. I think that's a pretty good analogy. You know, if you, if you have an endangered animal, you stop them from having offspring, you still are going to go to jail for committing uh, committing a crime, even though that animal is not born yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, dude. Well, and I, it was only a couple months ago that I, I don't know how I didn't know that, but that the, that New York allows, like, pretty much for you to kill a baby <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. as, as a legit baby and i'm like like there is there are i've got a pretty hard stomach there are a few things that make my stomach just churn you know and that's that's one of them my, my the when i heard that my stomach just dropped and i was like that's disgusting like that's awful mm-hmm. at this point we're not even human beings anymore yeah <laughs> Um, and so that's it's really hard I mean there's a lot of stuff that's going on now that um, that really make kind of makes you not in some weird like not in some weird sense but it it makes you um, kind of question your reality Mm -hmm. Where 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 did this start? How did we get here? Because um, it just seems like at points it's not you don't get to choose whether you matter or not. Other people are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess this is a terrible segue to the next thing <laughs> that, that <laughs> I want to talk. Um, the. I, I had asked you this, well, I had presented you with some talking points over Messenger, and I don't I don't know if I want to get as deep into it as I, as I had originally wanted to, mm-hmm. but is is there a, do you think there is a uh, a statute of limitations on uh, on, on how long on how long after someone's death are you still crying out for justice? Um, I really um is um because you know I think everyone handles grief differently. Um, I think that it doesn't necessarily make sense as much the the further 
um, away you are from the person. Um, it, meaning like, you know, a complete stranger or, you know, somebody that's not a, a super, super close relative or that you weren't close with in life, didn't know or something. Um, but, you know, I, I think if if it's a relative or something, um, you know, that grief never really goes away. And I can see where you could fight, you know, until until you can't anymore about trying to trying to get justice for them, what you feel is justice. Um, but I, you know, I've seen it in my personal life um, of uh, I, I had a close relative that was killed by police um, and the no justice really came from that. And, uh, you know, the, the immediate family was, you know, legally served justice, but not really what we, we felt was, um, but I mean, you know, life goes on too. You, you can't, um, you know, like I had talked about the, the forum Facebook and things, the negativity, you can't let your life be consumed by, you know, negativity. Um, and you got to kind of think of what that person, uh, that you lost would have wanted. Um, you know, do they want you to spend the rest of your life just filled with hate and, and trying to seek revenge or something for their death, or do they want you to move on and be happy? Um, that's why it kind of goes down to, but I don't really think there's a, you know, a date where you can tell somebody, Hey, it's been this many years, move on something yeah. like that. Because like that, it is different from everybody. Um, you know, nine 11, nine 11 for me is I can mention it. I can talk about what happened and things, you know, yeah. In 2001, 2002, it was a little bit more raw for me, but at the same time, I have friends who they lost relatives in it. So if they talk about it, they still choke up because they lost loved ones. I didn't. So it's different for me. I mean, you know, uh, and in any tragedy like that, you can kind of, you know, it's, it's just different time frames for different folks. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up nine 11 because that's a good example. Um, you know, that was, tw- was 19 years ago. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because I didn't realize until this year that um, maybe people, you know, uh, you know, they say never forget. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got the post- posters and stuff and people post that on Facebook and all that. Um, and I always thought, I mean, honestly, my opinion, I was like, but that's like really dumb. Like, uh, we have made strides past it. Like, why isn't that? It's a part of history and obviously we should remember it, but I've always thought that maybe people took it too far, but then it wasn't until this year when I realized that's actually like a firefighter holiday. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the people who I, – I, I realize that the people who are really into it aren't like – they aren't making it this super patriotic thing for for that reason. It's this thing of, well, I my brother's a firefighter. My dad was a firefighter. Um, I'm a firefighter. And the people who died in 9-11, not all of them, but a lot of them who were died or hurt or, you know, experienced that and helped were firefighters. And it was really nice for me this year to realize, well, maybe it's not like this ultra patriotic thing that's maybe skewed or whatever. Like, this is a firefighter holiday. And so it made me view it a little bit better this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it puts it in perspective too when you just realize like how many you know people were injured or died in that and how many also came to help and rescue. Um, one person that actually, um, a lot of people I don't know if you had known this or not, but uh, Steve Buscemi, the actor, um, he was a firefighter in New York before he became an actor, and on 9 11 the next day he actually was down there volunteering and helping people and it never made the media because he didn't want it to. He wanted to just help his, 
his fellow firefighters out and help, you know, America. But he was actually down there in the rubble um, searching for people and, and helping out uh, volunteering. Um, a lot of people don't don't know that. Little fun no, fact. I didn't know that. That's really awesome because uh, yeah. I think he's a I think he's a good comedian. He's a good actor and everything. But yeah. obviously, he's a, a way better human being than than just that. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But he was a volunteer. I I think he was actually on the force. I don't think he was a volunteer beforehand, but I know he was a firefighter for a while um, before he was an actor. And then, like I said, once once that happened, he went ahead and, and volunteered again, went down there on September 12th and, and started. up. That's awesome. And I know it doesn't mean anything, but it's kind of like when you see the ho- uh, when you see hockey players uh, without their pads on. I can't imagine Steve Buscemi actually being a firefighter because he just looks like a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look strong like you think you ought to be. But, uh, <laughs> hey, everybody, everybody's built different, and I guess uh, I guess your strength comes from somewhere. So. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, no, the more, more close to home, and I wasn't like, I think originally when I when I asked that question to you on Messenger, I think I was uh, reacting to the reactions of the Brianna Taylor thing, which I really didn't follow, and that's why I didn't want to get into it because I really I don't know mm. anything about it. I honestly can name the the African American people that I know offhand on like one hand, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't want to dig into that. I I just because I'm going to look like an idiot in the end. But what's yeah. closer to home for us is uh, there was a there was a missing persons case in the 1980s. I think it was like the year 1980. Or... <laughs> uh, you cut out a little bit there, but I think you said, well, get over it. It was the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... That that was in Connorsville, and so last year, I think it was last year, the beginning of this year, one of the two, um, they had tips out that they thought that uh, somebody knew where her body was, mm-hmm. uh, this lady's body was, and she was like a high schooler when when she went missing or had just graduated or something, and. They thought her body was out at Mary Gray Bird Sanctuary in one of the ponds. And I don't know how someone thought that. Um, Maybe they thought that, I don't know, maybe they thought the place was haunted and (laughs) just drew a line or something. Um, But so... They searched there. They trudged the ponds out there. They didn't find anything. Then they had some, like, other weird tips that didn't lead to anything. And then they actually caught the guy, like, a couple months ago who did it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't even remember how they got him. But he was, like, had some deathly illness. And he's, like, been ill the whole time since they caught him. Well, he died yesterday. Wow. And he died with all of his secrets. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Originally, when they were, you know, they brought they they brought it back up, and they had everybody out at the ponds looking for her body and stuff. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I like looked at my watch, you know, and I was like, "That was like forty years ago." <laughs> yeah. Um, and when and you know, then I was saying, "Well, just give it up." Like, what's it matter? And uh-huh. we were sitting on the couch like three weeks ago, and I looked at Stephanie and I said, "What does it matter? Like, it shouldn't it just be? Shouldn't it just be enough to know when they when they found out that the guy had, you know, when they found out who the murderer was, and that it yeah. was an actual murder, and he was admitting to the murder? I think for me, at least." If my daughter was murdered or my sister or my my well, she wasn't anybody's wife, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like Stephanie gets murdered today, mm-hmm. but it looks like she went missing. If I'm if I'm 65 years old and they finally find out 
oh, this guy said that he killed your wife, then I'm going to be like, oh, well, she's not missing. Mm-hmm. I feel better. Yeah. And obviously, I feel a lot of other things. I freaking hate that dude who killed my wife. I'm angry. Uh, I've really been sitting around for like 40 years <laughs> waiting for this. Yeah. But, uh, in the end, I, I think once you know that it was a murder, it's done. And Stephanie said, well, you know, some, you know, her family wants to give her a proper burial and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't, you know, if it's me, of course they care. But if it's me, I don't care. All I want to know is that I, the story ended. Mm -hmm. The story ended when I found your murderer. Yeah. So, and that's like, in my mind, you know, like, and Stephanie asked, well, wouldn't, wouldn't you want, wouldn't you be mad if it wasn't, wouldn't you be mad if, if days after you found out who the murderer was, the murderer just died? Mm-hmm. And you didn't get the justice. And I think my thing is, if I, it doesn't matter. The guy's not going to learn his lesson in jail. Yeah. I don't think. If it's been 40 years, the guy's just been giggling about it for 40 years. He's not going <laughs> to, you know. Yeah. I, you've not seen pictures of the guy, but he was, like, pretty creepy. And I, he obviously got his jollies off of killing, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 he, it, I don't think it bothered him the whole. I don't I don't think it bothered him for the last forty years that he killed her, not a bit. So mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah, justice is kind of I don't know. It's like one of those things. It's kind of like the American dollar. It's just made up at this point. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I just I have no. There's no use. There's no use for it in my vocabulary. I don't know. That's kind of sad, but that's just where I'm at uh, currently. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like stupid and boring. So let's get. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I, I kind of see, I see where you're coming from, but I also see the opposite side. You know, like Stephanie was saying as well is, um, and like I had said, you know. To you, you had no connection with the person. It does seem like it's too long, but, you know, her parents, things like that, if they were still alive, uh, siblings and things, it's never too long to a lot of people, If you, depending on how you feel. Um, and to, to kind of put it in a different way, if, let's say, somebody broke in the night and stole everything in your house, and, uh, you know, two days later, uh, they, the police find them and they call you up and they go, Hey Nate, uh, we found the guy that broke into your house, stole all your things. Just wanted to let you know. Would you just say, Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Or would you say, well, okay, well, where's my stuff? You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't just say, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you, you guys can keep it. Or what well, did he say where my couch and TV was or. You would, I would assume that you would want it back, uh, you know, even if even if it, was, if it was stuff. And some people, like I said, a person is more valuable than stuff to most people. Um, to where, the, you know, like I said, the immediate family, they're going to care about that. And they're going to try to probably want some sort of closure, um, especially if they might not believe the guy um, or believe, you know, the whole entire story that he tells, which... There's been false confessions as well. Yeah. And that that actually makes me think now, and that's funny, like, what if that dude was just covering for, for someone? Mm-hmm. I actually, I know of a person who covered for a murder, um, and his name was Nathaniel Murray. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, Is that uh, a- is that another segue, or are you actually telling a real story? No, no this is this is a real story. Um, real story. Uh, years ago, years ago, um, 
I, it's my cousin's, uh, one of my cousin's friends. Um, his brother killed a guy in a bar fight and, uh, stabbed a guy to death. And it was self-defense that they, they claim it was self-defense. Um, and then his brother was like a super small Steve Buscemi built type of guy, little, you know, little tiny skinny guy. And, uh, the story goes is like, he's drinking at the bar. This big dude comes over, starts some stuff. He is scared for his life, pulls out a knife, a pocket knife that he had, stabs the guy a couple times, and with, you know, fate, luck, whatever you want to call it, he, like, pierces the guy's heart. One of the stabs is fatal. The guy falls down and dies. Well, his his other brother was with him in the bar, and uh, uh, he is... Huge, like really built, works out all the time, big dude. And he was like, in his mind, and he tells everybody to this day, he's like, I knew my brother could not survive prison, but I could because I'm a muscular badass. Yeah. He, that night, he told the police, he was like, I did it. And even though he didn't, his brother did but he goes i did it i'm like i'm gonna go to jail and he took a plea deal and he served like 12 years for i think it was involuntary manslaughter voluntary manslaughter something like that it wasn't straight up murder because um they did kind of say well it was a little bit of self-defense um but he still served like 12 years in prison and he had a family a wife a kids everything and the rest of the family and stuff kind of like hate him for that because they're like, you took yourself away from your family for 12 years over something you didn't do just because you wanted to protect your brother. And um, to this day, he's like, yeah, I'm glad I did it. Like my brother would have been killed in prison, but he was like, I survived just fine. And I'm like, that's, that's weird. But and and his brother, I couldn't imagine being the brother kind of like thinking like, man, I just caused my brother to go to prison for 12 years over something I did. And, um, he, but he never came forward. He never confessed. He never did anything. He was like, okay, well, you, you serve the time for me and get out and then everything would be good. Wow. That's dude. That's really like, that's incredible. That's, that's like an incredible show of just caring, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, (sighs) okay. Did his wife, did his wife and his kids stick around? I mean, yeah. Yeah. They're still, they stuck around. They're still with him. Um, He's really crazy. Um, I mean, I, and legitimately he is, he has, you know, quite a few mental disorders and things. Um, and that's just kind of the way he is. He's just like violent and then also like protective of everyone. Um, so I guess that's his reasoning why he was like, well, I'm better suited for prison than my little skinny brother. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think in the end, I I guess then his wife was like, well, you, well, I know that you, I, I know that you love us but I know that that's your brother, I guess. And if you have to, I mean, obviously she can't make that choice, you know, for him to not do it because he did it. But yeah, that's wild, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild story, (laughs) man. Long, awkward pause. Okay. (laughs) That, That must mean something. Let's see. So segue into if Trump gets four more years and creates a Christian America, could we have a Christian family? I answer no. No. No, No, I don't. I don't think so. I think family guys premise and, and the whole point of family guy is shock and crude humor. And I just don't see that working with a, a Christian type show. Um, do you know what's well, funny? I'm we have VeggieTales. 
dude, I'm I've got to cut you off. I'll be Kanye West here. You'll be you'll be T Swift for a second. Okay. Uh, um, I actually watched it, it. It's not an episode, but it's it's tucked in the end of a certain season. I can't remember which season of Family Guy it is, but it's a special where where all the creators are on there and they share their favorite. Uh, they share some of their favorite moments from Family Guy. And Seth MacFarlane says on there, he says the show was never about shock value. The show was about making something that we thought was funny, regardless if other people thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And which I thought was shocking because I've never thought of Family Guy as anything but just raunchy shock value. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't really, you can't spin it any other way. Mm-hmm. But now I think I can kind of turn it around a little bit in my head to make it like because that makes when I look at it, I, I go, OK, well, then that they just have dark humor. And that's um, that's just how it has to come out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I go go ahead with what you were going to say, Trevor. No, I mean, that's, that pretty much just sums it up. I just, I don't think that it's really possible to have both the type of humor Family Guy has as well as Christian values um, and and being nice, I guess, like a, being appropriate for TV. Um, I mean, Family Guy itself was canceled, like, what, four, three or four times? Yeah. Uh, and then somehow kept coming back. Uh, but, I mean, it, you know, the jokes and things... I, I think I think a lot of it's funny. There's been times where I think that they've crossed the line and that they, um, you know, shouldn't have joked about that. And I see his point of like, hey, it's not. It's only shocking if you want to be shocked by it. If that makes sense, it's like this is our jokes. This is what we think's funny. Take it or leave it. Um, and but it's that mentality that isn't. It doesn't line up with any type of Christian shows. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't, you can't really do that. And me personally, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that their type of humor is more funny. You know, it, it's more humorous, entertaining than a, I've watched Christian stand up um, and things. And it, it just, it's kind of a dull thing I, to me to try to be appropriate and tell comedy. I think mild inappropriateness. I think, you know, sometimes the more raunchy stuff, I just think it's funnier because of the shock factor and because of the, the twists that it takes. Um, but that's just my own personal view on humor and comedy. No. And I don't even like, this is going to be, this is going to be really bad, but I, um, like if I have kids, Mm-hmm. I want them to just generally be funny. Um, I want them to come out funny. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want them to look at what we think is appropriate for them to find as funny yeah. to find their source of funniness. Because if that were the case, then they wouldn't be funny. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, so like, I don't want I don't want my kids listening to st- Christian stand-up comedy and to think that that's the pinnacle of funniness. Yeah. Because it's not. Um I was at my family's house like 2 years ago when my parents first got internet and their internet was terrible, but my mom waited like 26 minutes for this video to load of a Christian comedian. I don't even know. I don't even remember his name. (laughs) And I, it was a 13 minute long video. And I remember sitting there just hoping that I would die (laughs) before the, before the video was over. Cause it just wasn't funny. And my family was dying laughing. Mm -hmm. And, whatever okay if that's but i just couldn't and i don't it's weird it's weird if you ask stephanie 
she will probably she'll probably actually deny answering. She'll probably just say, I don't even want to answer that question. But <laughs> I have these preferences that like don't really it's not a straight line for me. Mm-hmm. There are thi- there are things that I can watch or or yeah. Okay, if we're just talking about funny stuff. There are things that I can watch that have the F-bomb in it. Yeah. But most of those things have to be live action. Like, I I watched Rick and Morty season one and two, loved it. Mm-hmm. And they only... Because now the S-word is kind of appropriate for television. Yeah. Uh, at certain time slots at night and on certain channels. Uh-huh. And so they, on Hulu, they they left the S-word uh, unedited. Uh-huh. But they still edited the F-word. Well, on season three, the fans, I guess I read up on this on, I was like on Reddit or something. I read up on it. And yeah. the fans pretty much we're gonna they weren't gonna watch it on Hulu unless the creators got with Hulu and got Hulu to undelete the F bomb. Mm-hmm. And but then me watching it, I couldn't even finish season three because I was like, I just can't get over that. Yeah. That, that that's a hump my mind can't get over. And the mm-hmm. same thing with the same thing with Family Guy. It's funny because Family Guy is funny to me because of, I think the main thing is the S word and the F word are deleted. Yeah. And on television, it, you know, it's not like in music where they just cut the word out completely. Uh It's a big, long beat. And that gets to my, you know, 10 year old self. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. Um, but I think all of that, I think all of that to say, yes, sorry. No interruptions in the studio, please. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think all of that to say, I think you're right. I don't think it could happen. I had some like storylines built in my head, mm-hmm. but I think it would be a a, a one season one off. Like Peter quits drinking, Brian quits drinking, but then he dies tragically, and it brings the family together. Yeah. Uh, um. You know, everybody in the show has faults. Uh, and they're they're brought to a that's stupid now that I say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's really dumb. I think I think it would work, but I think like you said, like I, I don't even think it would make it a whole season. I think maybe one episode and then it would get canceled. Just because you know, people don't find that humorous really. And I mean, even you know, I'm pretty religious and I'm pretty steadfast in my beliefs and things. Um but like, you know, there's no, there's nothing in the Bible that forbids you from laughing, um, or having fun in life. And a lot of it is just, you know, you can laugh and still live your life just fine and just as religious and things as as you want to be. Um, it, I don't, I don't think that laughing at jokes that are supposed to be funny. Um, I don't think that's a sin or anything. I don't think that's ungodly. I think if you act upon maybe some of the jokes that they're, you know, saying or something, yeah, that would definitely not be not be fine. But just to laugh at something that somebody says, I think that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I do agree with you also about the over usage of it. Um, you know, I hate, I absolutely hate when a uh, show movie. Um, anything like that overuses a lot of cuss words. And um, 
Ozzy Osbourne. I, I hate trying to listen to anything he says because it's just like beep 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 beep. beep. The, whole time, <laughs> yeah. the whole entire time he's talking, and I'm like, dude, that takes away. It takes away from what you're saying. It's similar to when somebody says like or um as they're talking. When they go so, like um the like uh this like like um like it just takes away from the the sentence i'm like give me the give me the topics and give me the subjects that you want to actually say so i can pick it out from the sentence that you're trying to put together because yeah it's just not making sense on the other hand if they add in a few a few cuss words i do think it's funny um uh, one of the scenes from family guy i can think of is when brian is dating an older lady and uh He's being super nice and super sweet to her. And she's like, put my keys on the shiffer robe. And he's like, the what? And she goes, no, the shiffer robe. And he's like, the, this? And she's like, no, the Davenport. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know what? Just take your beeping keys. I don't know what the beep you're talking about. And just leaves. <laughs> that that was hilarious to me because he's so he's so sweet and loving towards her. And then he's like, you know what? Just take your effing keys. Like, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that that was funny, but like if it would have just been filled with cuss words, it wouldn't have been as funny, I don't think. But you know, their their usage at that time was was hilarious to me. Yeah, and I think I think that I think that was what I was getting at is like I have these I just yeah, it's not a straight line for me, but if you get out of, you know like okay, a movie that a lot of people like is Step Brothers. Yeah, that's too much for me at times. But yeah, I just can't. I've watched it one time. I won't. We have it on DVD, but I won't watch it. Like, but the something that's kind of parallel to that is tell or not tell Dick and Nights, but um, uh, the other guys. And I've watched it like 170 times. Yeah, but there's. It's just. It's just. I don't know. It's written better. And and it's just... I don't think it has as much cussing in it, does it? I mean, I, I've watched the other guys only once. I do. No, it, it doesn't. I think that's my point. It's it's just more watchable that way. Yeah, definitely. And we, my experience with Step Brothers is kind of funny. My, uh, <laughs> we saw the previews, and the previews never really show how bad a movie is going to be, um, because obviously it's not made for TV, and. Uh, so we go when it first comes out, when it's first released in theaters, my mom decides to take us. And I, I forget when this came out, but I mean, I was pretty young and my brother's 20. And so he was even younger. And um, we literally only sat like five minutes, if that, in the theater. And my mom just got up and was like, OK, we need to leave like this is... <laughs> Way too inappropriate. <laughs> and uh, we got our money back even from the theater because we were like, it, like nowhere did it say that it was this terrible. And there's there's rated R movies that aren't that bad. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of action movies are rated R just because of the action and things like that. Um, but that was just so filthy. And um, another one that I, I tried to watch uh, recently that I, I had to turn off was um, uh, walk hard, uh, Dewey Cox story that that is so filthy as well. I just watched it on Netflix, and I was because Silas had been trying to get me to watch it since I worked at Miami, and I was like, you know what? One night I was like, I'll just break down, I'll watch it, and I was like, what did I just watch? Well, for one, because it's the most poorly built movie of all time. Yeah, it, it, it was around. horribly written, horribly written. You know, when you look at when it was made and when you look at kind of who's in it, what it was made for, Mm -hmm. it was made for that Adult Swim, you know, stoner crowd. You know, you eat a whole pizza and you watch this movie when you're high or whatever. And that's who it was made for. And so, you know, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, sure, other people go ahead and like it. But I at the end of it, I was like, I just wasted an hour and a half of my you know, my entire life. And I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. 
I got through maybe 20 minutes of it, maybe 30. Um, not, I mean, I got through a little bit more than what I expected because I tried to, I tried to chug through it. I'm like, you know, Hey, everybody says this is hilarious. I'm, I'm yet to find the hilarity in it, but so, and then I finally just gave up and I, I tried to watch it on Netflix as well. And that's, that's one of my biggest complaints about Netflix is that they don't, they, they should have on every single thing that they have on there, they should have a, a parent's guide menu and should kind of tell you what to expect because I've been taken surprise. Uh, Netflix doesn't censor nudity um, or cussing a lot of times. And I've been taken by surprise on a few things where I'm just like, you know, watching and then all of a sudden there's a random sex scene or a random nude scene in it. And I'm like, what, why is this in here? Why didn't Netflix warn me? Why is this, you know, rated TVG instead of, you know, R or something. And it just yeah. makes sense. So that's one thing I hate about Netflix. I guess that's what IMDb's for because they have really good parental guides. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I love that site, and I usually will check it out beforehand. But then there's some there's some movies that have it in there that I just didn't expect, so I didn't check because I'm like, oh well, you know why? Why would there be a, a sex scene in like Winnie the Pooh goes to the circus? But, <laughs> But there's there's just movies where I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird, and why was this worked in? It seems like we as a culture, an American culture, try to hypersexualize a lot of stuff today, and um, we feel that it's necessary almost, it seems like, well, and, and it's, it's definitely not, not. It's not just hypersexualization of things, but it's the it's the idea that Oh, oh, it's underplaying it almost. Oh, it's just cussing, or oh, it's yeah. just nudity in this movie, or it's oh, it's just like something that's over violent. When we <laughs> watched, when we watched the Kingsman, and you've seen that, right? Um, I think so. I think I watched it like when it first when it first came out a few years back. Well, yeah, there was my point of. My point of it is there's a there's a scene where they're in this church and like the bad guy had implanted like like uh, like brain control in all these people and then like yeah. so, so like hundred people are all like brutally fighting each other in this scene. I actually mm-hmm. put my head under the pillow and told Stephanie, "Tell me when the scene's over," because I absolutely couldn't stand it. Yeah, and. So I think that's the big game is it's like well you just say oh well it's just mm-hmm. and yes things are over sexualized overly violent all this stuff but uh it, it it's all everyone's desensitized at this point or well, not everyone but um society mm-hmm. has been desensitized to to a lot of things um I, Trevor, I think I'm gonna have to have you on for a third, third time because we didn't get to the big stuff. Well, we got into too much of the dumb stuff, and, and not into any of the big stuff. So, uh... well, we can definitely, definitely schedule something and come back on for a third time. Like I said, I'm always willing to be on here and talk about whatever you want. So, yeah. No, that's uh, man. Well, it was good talking, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you later. Okay, sounds good. See ya. See ya. Awesome talk, right, guys? Um, love Trevor. He's a great friend. Uh, it was really weird at the end, but that's the name of the game. Get a little weird podcast. That's what we did. Um, the next time, just to tease it a little bit, the next time that Trevor will be on the podcast will be the Miami episode. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but I really have been wanting to do that with him because me and him have a history at Miami. We have a lot of fun and I'm actually going to try to get 
other people to send in voice memos kind of telling a two to three minute, maybe even five minute long story of of kind of their connection to Miami and maybe some fun, wild, uh, scary, exciting, whatever times uh, at Miami that they've had. Um, so maybe you'll hear from Brad. That would be cool because um, he, he went there to, to Miami so and has worked there and hung out a bunch when I worked there. So, uh, yeah, um, that's kind of a teaser for the next episode Trevor will be in. Uh, the next episode actually will be on on or near October 1st, which is pretty close, um, like three or four days away currently. So um, look out for that. Um, as far as other guests, I, they're kind of semi-lined up. So I, I that's kind of why I took this break I took was to uh, was to kind of, I don't know, get season two on a roll. Um, you might also have noticed that the album art changed. Um, not album art, <laughs> it's not a CD. Um, but the podcast art has changed. I'm going to be changing that every season. Um, I hope it doesn't bother you how crappy this new one is. <laughs> I really don't like it. But uh, I'm my worst critic. Uh, I think everybody is their own worst critic. So, uh, but yeah, I'll leave you guys to it. Have a great rest of the week. Uh, try to just, I don't know, have fun. That's the point. Uh, put a smile on. Enjoy the fall weather. It's drizzling a little. Maybe go out and get a raincoat. Walk around in the drizzle. Um, yeah. Uh, so have have fun, people. And we will see you in like four days. Peace.